Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. We have a super show lined up for you today, and we'll get right to it. I'm delighted to welcome my first caller from Rochester, New York, Gary. Gary, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Molly. Thanks for having me. So, Gary, what uh, Say It Skillfully conversations on your mind today? Well, you know, I was uh, in Florida out of town, and one of my old friends of 35 years, an old workmate, uh, wrote to me and said that she was going to um, trade her car in and and get a new one, and that the, at the that the last time she had done this, she had offered, or I had said, I wish you told me first because I would have liked to have bought your car. So she contacted me to, to give me the opportunity to, to buy her car from her. And we discussed the price and, uh, oh, you know, details like having, having to take it to a mechanic first and, and whatnot. And so I was pretty excited about uh, buying her car, and we hadn't really negotiated a price, but she mentioned an, a possible price uh, that the dealership was willing to give her. And so I was excited uh, about uh, the possibility of getting a new car. And shortly thereafter, I got another email from her with uh, car news. It was titled Car News. And it was a quite a long email, but two times during the email, she said, I'm sorry, it's not going to work out for you because her husband had intervened and, and uh, arranged to get a car delivered on her birthday, which was 10, 10 days before I was going to be coming home. And I thought, gee, gee, you know, this email sounds like it's, this isn't going to be a happening thing because she, she said twice that she was sorry it wasn't going to work out for me. Um, but I thought, you can't wait 10 days to, until I get home to trade in a, a 13-year-old car. If you can hold on to it for 13 years, can't you hold on to it for 10 more days? Anyway, I was, I was upset, and um, I, I think about it every day. It, it, it rents space in my mind. But I haven't spoken to her since, and that was like nine months ago. What, what should I do to get it out of my head? Wow. <laughs> a bit of a betrayal. I feel bad because you are excited about the new car. And interesting that approach that she had. So I guess in, in just your mind right now, Gary, do you consider this person still a friend? Or how do you, how do you think of this person, actually? I'm, I'm very disappointed. You know, I'm... <sighs> We've been friends for 35 years. We've, and we're not close friends, but we've always uh, gotten together once or twice a year for lunch. And, uh, you know, there are things that we enjoy doing together, like thrift shopping. And, and actually, we're confidants. You know, she's my confidant, and I'm her confidant, or used to be. Um, you know, I'm conflicted. She lives, uh, you know, probably a thousand feet from me in, in a, a neighboring development. Um, and I'm just... I, I didn't write back and I didn't say anything that I would be sorry for, but I just haven't said anything. 
Yeah, so I, I, I hear I don't you. Know. I hear I'm, you. I'm conflicted. I hear you. So let's just all possibilities. You're the driver's seat here, you know, literally not trying to make a pun out of it. And uh, it's a matter of what, you know, you might want to get out of it. So, you know, I think it can be easy just to sweep it under the carpet. And that's certainly fine. People do that all the time. So I'm not, not going to make that bad or wrong. It is an opportunity to put it out there, though, in a way where you can move, you can move on. And that, you know, there's no misunderstanding and heaven forbid on her part, and not that she would, but create something that was negative about you, right? All of a sudden, you didn't get back and she was wronged. And so the ability to have shared reality, and you maybe you could become confidants again, or maybe you agree to move on, but at least everybody knows. So that could be an intention. And, you know, I think that your emotional state and being disappointed certainly is a way to go. So I'll just put this out and I'll, I'll, I'll share this. You let me know how it lands. You might say, dear so-and-so, <clears throat> you know, I've been thinking about this and I really feel I don't, didn't want to just sweep it under the carpet. Um, so I'm writing to share uh, what my experience was. Always fair to share your experience and say, one, I was very disappointed that for me, it sounded like, gosh, 10 days you know, after 13 years of owning a car, didn't seem like a lot. And there was no attempt to, um, you know, try to wait. Now, if there was no choice, let's just say her husband wasn't going to have it, you know, I would have appreciated that level of transparency and honesty. But the way it was handled with you caused me to lose trust and really question, um, you know, what it means to be a friend I've valued you in the past, but this isn't something that, you know, is what I would do for anyone, would treat you anyone else. And just put it out that way, not asking for anything. And that gives the person the chance to say, you know, you see how the person responds, right? They might say, gosh, I have felt horrible. That's not what I wanted to do. I blew it. And, and see what the person says. Um, and if nothing comes back, then at least you, Gary, did what you could potentially, right? And uh-huh. can feel that you you were whole with yourself. I'm more concerned about your relationship with yourself and feeling good about how you handle it and then secondarily with this other person. How does that land for you? Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a good idea. I think I, I think I could do that. I think I could write an email and just express my disappointment that, that after 35 years of friendship and many transactions between us, I, I have sold her many things, you know, at, at wonderful prices, you know, um, designer furniture, whatnot, that I picked up along the way and, and given her wonderful deals on things. And uh, this would be the, probably the first thing she'd ever sold to me. And it, there was certainly a, a a level of trust between us over 35 years. Um, I, th- I think that sounds good. I think I, I think I could write her a, an email and, and just express my disappointment in the fact that uh, this isn't the way I would have I would have treated a, a friend of 35 years. Um, that I yeah, I love yeah. I, I love right. that you are owning that and and you know. If you put yourself in that person's shoes, my guess is they don't feel great. So what you're doing is giving, you're just sharing your experience. You're 
also giving them an out. And I think sometimes it feels good. People want to jab, you know, like jab, jab, jab. I've done this. I've done that. You're just saying, hey, this is, you know, what my experience is. And you give that person a chance to, you know, call out a mistake and recover. Like we've all made mistakes. And so we'd want someone to give us an out as opposed to feel backed in the corner. That may not feel as from an ego standpoint as satisfying, but I appreciate your willing to honor that friendship piece and see what happens. And I'm sensing you're like, you're like, it's, it's fine, right? If, if it goes one way, it's great. It'd be great to reignite a friendship. That would be a, a loss after 35 years. But at yeah. the same time, you know, we are about people's actions. So you're giving a chance for the full story to come up, come through. Well, you know, I think I think that's what I need to do to get it out of my head because I've thought about it every day for nine months. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, this is great. So before we wrap, do you have a top takeaway after our little chat here? A top takeaway? Well, that, that uh, you know, that I can do this in a non-threatening way and just exp- and just let her know how how it made me feel and, and how... I wouldn't have treated an, a friend the way that, that she has treated me. That might, awesome. That's, I'm that's you, my takeaway. <laughs> I love it. I'm wishing you luck. I think it's going to go great. Loop back with me, please, if I can be of any more help. I'm happy to do so. And I appreciate your calling in. And thank you, Carrie, for being part of the solution. Okay. Thanks. Ma- thank you. Uh, oh, I, I woke up this morning. Molly. <laughs> thank you, Molly. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Take care, Gary. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, our next caller is Nancy. Nancy, welcome to the show. Hi, Molly. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, you taking my call. So, Nancy, what, uh, you have a sensitive conversation or topic or scenario I can help you with? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I do. It's, um, it's a conversation and probably... Um, more than a conversation in that when I'm, when, you, when somebody's dealing with the loss of a loved one, um, how do you help others around you who are also dealing with that loss in a way that gives them strength and, and not deplete yourself or um, disres- allow yourself the time for grief? So it's like the, you know, a well, caregiver being a caregiver for other others who want to be there, who have helped somebody. Does that make sense? Right. Right. Phrase that for me. My phone went out just a little bit. Could you rephrase that for me, please? Okay. So when you know when you when you've lost somebody that you love and you care for very much, and then then others have been around you helping with that person, and are also grieving. Um, it's it's depleting for for yourself. How do you be of help to those? who are also grieving for your own loss in a way that gives them strength but also doesn't deplete yourself from from regaining strength again. Oh, that's great. So it's basically your caregiver and there's other folks impacted and how do you help those, yeah. the whole ecosystem, but also care for yourself, Nancy. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate this. And I think the first and foremost, first and foremost is giving yourself permission, literally giving yourself permission, no guilt, that take care of you. Take care of you. And 
um, I think particularly for women, you know, I'm not a mom myself, my sisters are moms, you know, it's just as a level of heroism and needing to be there for everybody. And it's so wonderful that people have that. Um, but in these situations, if you think about leading, modeling the behavior of, I need to make sure that I can be a better self for me before I can really help other people. And so I think that is something that people do struggle with. I think behind the scenes, I'm not, I'm, I'm feeling guilty. Um, people might think that I'm like, you start getting your head about what other people are thinking. All of it's valid. So, so let me ask and, you, how yeah. do you get other people to understand and respect that as well? Because that's kind of difficult sometimes. There's, they're so needy in a particular case that they just want to sort of suck more out of you. How do you say, yes. you know, back off without being mean or, or rude about it? Great question. So honoring um, the other person, acknowledging that person and they're hurting and they're in pain and that heartfelt looking at someone in the eye and saying, look, I hear you know that I want, I really do want to help you to help you. I've got to honor myself. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to think I'm ignoring you. I can't, I can't help you if I'm not in a better place myself. So please know that I'm going to come back and I'll help you, but I need to take care of first things first. And, and it can be hard to not have edge to it and people are tired and they're emotional. So all this is very real. And so it doesn't have to be perfect, right? To people that you're close to, giving people a big hug. You know, I'm, I'm sorry if you are disappointed or sad or I can't do it right now but I'm going to do my best when I'm ready. And so that's again, great. you can you. only deliver and yeah, and they may not take it, Nancy, and that's okay. It's not your job. Yeah, that's the hard part, right? It's not the, it's not my part to say they need to understand. Exactly. It's exactly right. And remembering that um, you're you're leading yourself first. And if you can't lead yourself, that next step you know, you might try to do it, but it really, there won't be integrity there. You won't be able to be the kind of person you need to be for someone else, perhaps for short periods of time. Um, and I mm-hmm. think that, that, you know, so I, so I would encourage just thinking about, like, how much do I value myself? It's a good question. That's really, I think, the you know, they talk about the airplane, the oxygen mask comes down and can you take care of you? And it, people, I think the insecurity is, am I being selfish? Is that really a concern or am I worried that other people think I'm being selfish? Mm-hmm. Uh, good good points uh, to, uh, to put in that bucket of, of what do I do next. But thank you. I appreciate that, Molly. Yeah, no, you're very welcome. The meta skill, the energy of compassion, compassion for yourself, compassion for others, you know, it's a lot of, I don't know what you do for work, but in the, you know, in the work mode or per task, it's very concrete. And I think in right. this case, the ability to really be with the emotional state, not make it right or wrong, not judge it, just be with it. And those times, you know, the, those tough times, you know, holding hands and being there and just caring, um, not doing, 
does a lot. And I think for folks mm-hmm. who are needy, you know, people look at them and they're like, and that is, that is their issue. And that's, that's their prerogative to be needy and they may really be needy, but don't feel like you're kind of sucked into that. It's hard. You know, I, I am very soul sucking. <laughs> I call it right. Totally soul sucking on that. Yeah. And, and you know, at yeah. the end of the day, it's those, those connections, you know, I think you can feel, want you to feel good about yourself. I mean, it's a tough situation. These, these things are just mm-hmm. awful, but feel, you know, good about being there for yourself first and then being there for others, however you can. And then if you're ever worried, so-and-so, I, you know, I'm worried, so just be transparent with the fear and the worry. And I don't want to come across as I'm not caring. I, I'm, you know, I'm just really, I'm really struggling. And you sound That's to me like great. someone Thank who you. seems to have a lot of answers for people, Nancy. So I expect to see that you're yeah. kind of like, you're the strong person. <laughs> Everyone comes to you and you're like the bedrock foundation, the rock, right? I got it. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's, you know, that's, and then, you know, that's a bit of vulnerability and you're just being human for others. So, I mean, you know, people yeah. love you for that. Yeah. It's hard, uh, it's Nancy, hard when you the rock has a crack. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I also... Yeah. You know, that's, I just want to honor yourself. Like, you're a human being. You know, you're not being perfect. I don't know, did you sign up? Like, I'm going to be everybody's rock. Where did you sign up for that? That's right. <laughs> so, um, do you have any other follow-on or, or do you have a top takeaway for me from our little chat? Oh, uh, I would say top takeaway is uh, take a deep breath and uh, and look inward. Uh, just a little, a little deeper, first, and then, um, like you said, if I can take care, of, if I take better care of myself, I can, I can be that strength for others too. But it's got to start. It's got to start with me. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love the way you're owning okay. it. I thank you for calling it, and then loop back with me if thank I can you. be of any more help. Nancy, I'd be happy to. You take good care. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay, I am delighted. I guess from the West Coast, early in the day, we have Matt in Seattle. Matt, thank you for joining the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. So, uh, earlier in your morning, what, say it skillfully, topic is on your mind. How can I be of help? <laughs> let's, let's see if I can ask it skillfully. The coffee is beginning to do its magic. Um, so, uh, I would like to ask you about a conversation that I've had several times over the last couple of years um, with my employer, um, essentially about, um, you know, asking about new and different roles for me. So, as roles have opened, I've, you know, expressed interest in them. Um, and I've heard back one of two things. One is that, well, we think that X is kind of too long of a ramp for you, like you're not a good fit because of that. Or, um, you know, let's talk about stretch projects for you. So context is I've been in role for a very long time and am viewed as somewhat indispensable in that role. So what the, the information that I'm getting from the X, you know, that's X 
being too long of a ramp for me seems to be a placeholder for we kind of just need you to keep doing what you're doing <laughs> because you're solving a problem that we'd have to find another way to solve if we considered you for for this new and different role. So what's emerging for me in these conversations is, oh, hey, I, I can see that I would add value. And in fact, I am adding value already in this way and demonstrating that. Um, but the value that I see is not the value that they see. Yep. So it's clarifying yeah. in one way because it helps me kind of focus on what it is that they value, right? <laughs> Instead of like trying to do more in these areas that I see value in. Um, and in fact, my, my, what's emerging as a solution for me is that I'm kind of just, you know, moving towards that value that I see in other ways outside of, outside of the realms of my employment. I yeah. don't know so if I said that is, skillfully, but hopefully there's some stuff there you can, you can respond that, to. That's very skillful, and I think many people can relate to this in the sense of your folks have been in a long time, you're viewed a certain way, right? People have got you slotted. You're yep. slotted in. He does yep. this. And by the way, when, when Matt does this, things are awesome. Like our whole organization cranks, you know. So therefore, Matt can never do anything different is a little bit of what it's is yes. happening here. Yep. Correct? Right. So a, yeah, a lot of exactly. different angles. And so there's yeah. some disappointment to respond to when I have these conversations, but, but there's also embedded in that we value you, right? Um, yep. And you're important to us. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's what I would add. Okay. So this is good. Let me ask a few questions from my edification in the organization have yes. you seen other people who may have been you know bedrock in a role being able to change roles um so that's a good point i would say in this particular organization people tend to stay in role for long periods of time and growth tends to be more sort of horizontal versus vertical um, I'm in a, in a somewhat unique position, or not unique, but I'm in a position where I work for an organization that, that I'm not actually an employee of. It's, a, it's sort of like mm-hmm. a contracted vendor relationship, but a very long-term one. So mm-hmm. it's sort of the dual situation of my employer isn't interested in ruffling client feathers, and client is, you know not interested in rocking the boat around the value that I am creating for them. Okay. Okay. And then from a scale of one to 10, 10 is hundred percent. I only want to work here. I would not go anywhere else. Right. Um, in this near term, <laughs> I'm looking forever, right? in this near term, you know, where are you? Do you feel like you could, would be open to another space? Or you, you love it here enough that you really want to find a way to make it work here? Oh, I am fully on a path of my own at this point, trying to build something of my own to, to contain the, what I believe to be more value I can bring in the world, you know? Great, so, great. So you're free. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm sensing free. You're free. This is great. I'm not free I, and I asked. There's there's the money part, right? Like, 
Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that's but that that's great, and I just want to honor everyone listening. You know, when you knowing what you want is just the number one thing, and sort of done the thinking and a sense for how you can have even greater impact in the world and even more fulfillment in the world. I want that for you, and I want that for everyone listening. So this is great. So um, the a few thoughts, and and I use this term shared reality. That notion in talking to the the, the I call bosses collectively, right? The folks who decide on yep. this saying, Hey, you know, I, I, we do notice that folks tend to stay in role a longer amount of time here. And I get that the benefit is the stability and you know, jobs get done. And that's great. Um, I just want to op- see if we're open to the fact that some amount of movement could create greater satisfaction. We could find different ways that people could add value and just calling that out. You know, are we open to people perhaps not being, as long in job. And that just gives you information for how much, yep. you know, willingness people might have to work with you. So that's, again, no one's no bad yep. or wrong here. Just putting that out and then say, gosh, I, you're just always, you're so grateful. I, I feel valued. I get this. If I were in your shoes, I could see wanting me to do this forever. So you're very empathetic. Yep. You put yourself in their shoes. They get it. And then you look at that and saying, I, you know, I, I just want, you know, I really want to grow. And you may be with people who they want to go. You know, have you been in roles where you've really wanted to grow? For me, growth is just a really motivating thing. And I feel like part of my ability to help this organization is by modeling growth for me, which is modeling growth for other folks. So just see where are they on the growth. Hmm. Sometimes it's pretty hard to, for people to diss growth. Like someone wants to grow, let's squash the guy who wants to grow, right? So growing is a positive, yeah. and right, right? And so then there's the next step of the story is it takes some uncertainty. And you can just say, like, I, I get it. I totally get it. I, I have an ask. And in your own mind, you know, you can see their values. Like, can I ask you to put yourself in my shoes? And if I could get this, this, and this, this is the impact. So just help them start to connect the dots. And I'm happy to do more than my fair share in this. I'd love to have this kind of opportunity. Will you work with me to find a way we can do this? And I think, you know, you can think of it as an experiment. If you've never been before, let, I'm happy to be a pilot and let's see what we could do so that I think we could create a lot of potential opportunity for other people. As we know, we have people in roles in general in work, right? It's, it's getting to be much more dynamic. Uh, nature uh, markets are shifting. People need to be able to move inside. So you're you're willing to be a model for that. And you'll notice the energy mm-hmm. is hopeful, like can do. I know it might be a change. Acknowledge, you know, what what what's our downside? I'm just saying, hey, let's we... just understand the downside. Yeah. Yeah, I think what I'm finding is that in these conversations, you know, in the moment. I hear what they say, and then later I think about it, and I'm like, you know, I really was asking for an honest, you know, conversation with some honest feedback where you guys will tell me what you are really thinking. But then when I play back the conversation, I'm like, yeah, that's there's a little bit of smoke <laughs> getting, getting blown about. You know, it's a convenient way to have a conversation where they don't necessarily need to to delve into these types of issues. So to have that framework that you just offered me is really helpful. 
and we we get where they are because they're they think and they are they're standing for the organization and they're doing what they think is best for the organization, which you would expect yep. them to do. And right, so as you can, if you're feeling it's a little head faking, you can just say, you know, <laughs> I appreciate what you just said. I appreciate what you just said. That's absolutely their yeah. prerogative. I yep. would like to push back a little bit here. Bear with yep. me. So you're not being insubordinate. You're not being rude. Yeah. Um, yep. But as I sit through that, I, you know, I just want just take the other side. Make the case for this is a perfect job for me and I can do it. And and I'm going to ask you to take that, land. What would that sound like for you? Because I feel like the system that you've dug in, like we're dug in in that, you know, it's not going to happen. Am I the, and, I'm dug and, in? <laughs> no, that they're, no, that they're yeah, dug that, in. That's possible. That they're dug in. Oh, right. Right. Um, so, you know, the way I have phrased it before is like, you know, I can see, so here, here are the pros of me taking this role. Um, I know the business. I know the people. Um, and what you get is someone really seasoned instead of having to train up someone junior, right? So those are, those are ways that I've tried to make the case. Um, not sure if that's exactly what you were asking for, but that's, that's kind of where my mind goes. Um, well, I think that, yeah, just hold that for a second. That's a really great, you know, plus minus column to this point of this. Can we just unpack this situation? And what I want to ask is, can you be Switzerland and neutral that this could work? And then you might look at them and say, look at just this. I really, for the opportunity for me or others who'd want a different role or you for that matter may want another role. Could we just really look at this and try to deconstruct what's going on? And say, look at it. If I'm you, I yep. see this. Matt's got this. Check, 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 double check. And then, you know, what are the sides that maybe aren't so great? And you start to get it visually, right? So, so here's the opportunity that developing someone new, stretch assignment for someone, to building bench within the organization, you're happy to be a mentor to help those people, right? And then yep. you know, just kind of check them off and then – it may just look it, literally visually. They may be like, you know, this, I don't know. Why are we so freaked out about this? This is not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the right. way, I have and, mentored but, now. So, so oops, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, so I was going to say, by the way, I have mentored in my program, three people now who have gone on to new and different things. And it was actually in a conversation <laughs> about the last, you know, decision to move someone off of my program. So it's, it's, it's a very tactical program. It's become much more tactical over the years as my skill set and interests have become more strategic. <laughs> and I've had help with it in a way that allows me to kind of sit at a level where I can answer questions and kind of manage the program all, you know, at a higher level. So the support person is now gone third one that I've trained mentored and trained with the eye of kind of making myself obsolete if that makes sense um I think that, that's great and I think you so that that value that you've added is just you know that ability yep. to develop the talent that's 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 huge yeah that's a that's it, I I appreciate you pointing that out because that's a that's a thing I haven't really like valued in myself that much 
What I was going to replay for you, though, is the, is the, the recent exit of this last person that was helping me and what appears to be a decision not to backfill that role, right? Um, sitting in a room with someone who actually said that this person had asked for new and different <laughs> and, and that we like to support that and then kind of realizing that I was sitting there, right? And then sort of trailing off and saying, when we can. <laughs> so, so listen, Matt, the transparency. That's the kind of information yeah. I'm getting. Yeah, and I think that transparency with an open heart saying, hey, you know, we yeah. all know. Let's just, I mean, like, why are we saying? We all know, right? And so, gosh, I'm going to ask you to just really be honest with me, and I'm going to do the same with you and call it. You know, people, if, they're, if, they, yeah. if they know this is going on, right, then, you know, with a light heart, not trying to jab, you put it out there and give people an out, you know, to be able to say, gosh, you know, we're right. I don't know what, what are, what, what, you know. And then I guess the skillful piece, Matt, is you say, let me just highlight, here's what would be nirvana or a win, right? And, yeah. you know, you've demonstrated you excel at these things. This is what you'd like. And here's the benefit to the organization and all of them for you doing that. Right. So it's easy to yeah. talk about it. Like, oh, I get all this, which we get, which we know you're communicating <laughs> a way where you see this as a win for them and those people. They'll look like heroes for showing that they're developing oh, yeah. someone, giving some an opportunity. They like to look like heroes. That's a good tip. <laughs> 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 let's be clear it's always about ourselves it's about the self okay so just totally being, i mean that's just we're wired that way right so that yep. um yep you're and and you know i can tell you're you're you don't take yourself too seriously you're open to it you know i think that that is a really great energy to bring into the conversation and um you know I mean, and i, I want think to lead with you know, compassion you know like that's that's the goal i can't always do it but you know, compassion for them and for myself. Um, so that's been some of the hard part of it is like you hear these things and it can kind of knock you away from that. <laughs> so, well, again, I'm going to be open and transparency. Yeah. But transparency yeah. for that. See, look, I really am trying very hard. And then I, I was going to ask to put yourself in my shoes, Right. Is there something that I would, you would want to know, like that I would want to know and just make it really hard for them to not be <laughs> authentic and genuine? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right? That's great and then get, I appreciate get it. Get out there. Yeah. And, and you know, give me, I said, look, I'm going to be really honest. I'm not pretending I'm Superman. If there's some things um, that are, areas that I really need to work on. I God, I'd be so grateful if you just tell me, I, I really want to know. And you know, yep. I, I just had a conversation last night with someone who's very senior in the talent. And most of the times it's about what is your superpower? We're not trying to make weaknesses into the strength. Okay. The weaknesses are the weaknesses. They're, you're, we're not good at them and find other yep. people to do those things. Okay. And then oh, yeah. let us shine with our superpowers. Yep. Listening to the big leap on my walks this week. So that the zone. That's great. I'm, That's right. I'm hanging out in, your, the, in the <laughs> Do you have your superpower nailed? 
Um, I, I am working on it. I'm work. I'm circling around it. I'm getting closer. Okay. I can see it yeah, so, through the mist. <laughs> okay. So this is for everyone out there. We kind of all want everyone. The waters are going to part and here we are and we've got to do the work. We've got to do the work. Oh, yeah. So be oh, totally. crystal clear what it is, what it looks like, what you're willing to do. And, you know, in organizations, yeah. The value will will want to help, and if they don't, that's information for you. Absolutely, that's hundred percent, and that's how I'm trying to receive it. And uh, you know, it's it's. I feel like this conversation is going to be helpful for other people, which is part of why I wanted to bring it to you. I think for me, that information is getting more and more clear and, and the kind of move towards that idea of a superpower is becoming more and more clear to me. And I mean, the advantage of being valued for less <laughs> or, or just a, or a subsection of what I believe is my true value is that if that's truly what they value, then I can do that stuff really easily. Yeah. Right. And so with the rest of my time, <laughs> I can do the other work of identifying what it is that I really ought to be doing in the world and move toward that. Great. Great. Do you have uh, any other, we had a lot of takeaways. Do you have a particular top takeaway that you'll wrap with? Um, I really, you know, a, a little nugget in there or a big nugget is that there is value in the fact that I actually trained up three people who have gone on to different roles, right? But um, bigger and better roles, but a lot of what they brought to those roles had to do with me um, teaching them things. Uh, even things about how to deal with people in our organization, such as, you know, just because that person's hair is on fire doesn't mean yours has to be. <laughs> or with difficult people, you know, like, this was a good one. Like, you know this person is going to come to this weekly call with the same set of complaints. Therefore, you don't have to take them on. Like, you don't have to take them personally. Little nuggets like that that I've taught people that I believe they brought into the culture and their new roles with them. So that stuff I need to value more in myself, and I appreciate you bringing that up. I appreciate you. So thanks so much for calling in from out west. Yeah. Uh, reloop back yep. with me anytime I can be of help, Matt, and thanks for being part of the solution. Thank you, Molly. Thanks a lot. We'll take a quick break now. You're listening to Say It Skillfully. I'm your host, Molly Chang, and I'll be back live with you shortly. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Our sponsor for this show is CEO Works, the value coaching company. CEO Works is an executive advisory education company that advances the work of human capital. I've partnered with them on client projects, certified as a value coach myself, and seen the impacts firsthand. They have a unique approach to creating value quickly through talent by identifying the most critical roles, designing the roles, then powering them up with the right incredible talent. Their model coaches the ecosystem all around the talent to produce leaps in value. 
Their focus is not only on the talent, but also on the role-talent combination. The CEO Works team believes we can improve the world by improving business. I encourage you to find out more at ceoworks.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Say It Skillfully, featuring your host, Molly Chang. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or join the conversation on LinkedIn and Twitter with the hashtag, Say It Skillfully. Now back to your program. And welcome back going to cover a couple scenarios folks have asked me to do. And from my last episode, my friend Gary Ridge, heads up WD40, asked me specifically how to handle someone who's always on. These are behaviors where the person may come across as just trying too hard. They always have something to add, constantly chiming in, creating the feeling for others of being just relentlessly bombarded. When you see them coming, you might wish you could just be invisible uh, to avoid getting an earful of something that you really don't want to hear. So first, as always, look inward at what's going on for you. Is this person indeed causing you anxiety or are you allowing them to impact your state? Before you go on some eye-rolling rampage or literally change the path you're walking through the office, By the way, putting yourself in a slightly negative state, do your best to exhale these temptations. Inhale a good dose of patience and compassion. Second point, it'll help to consider, let's just call this colleague Sammy. Sammy isn't super secure, which isn't the funnest place to be. They may be feeling a bit anxious, need to over-justify their existence, to make matters worse, they're not very aware of the negative impact they are creating for themselves. And this marginalizes their value add to your organization. So it's a triple whammy. Now, as Sammy starts to barrage you, so they're catching you down the hallway with a big smile, straight in the eye, firmly. Sammy, hi, not now. I am going to find you later. Okay, so there's a nice way. It's a brush off for sure but there's a nice way to do a brush off. Now it's later. You know you've been dodging this conversation and therefore contributing to the problem. It's great that now you're turning a new leaf to be part of the solution. So kudos for that. You know Sammy tends to be in their head. So your idea is how do I create a breakthrough, an epiphany, some kind of aha moment? Might go like this. Speaking very deliberately and hopefully, Sammy, Sammy, we need to have a very important conversation, okay? And visually, you get the head nod. Great. First, I know you're a good person and want our organization to be super successful. This kind of phrase is key to safety. So just check for comprehension, right, that they're with you. If you're unsure, ask, Sammy, let me know what you hear. You know, make sure they're able to say, you said I'm a good person and I want our organization to be super successful. And then you're great. I want to help you. Here you're being very clear on your intention. In fact, I should have had this conversation sooner. 
So if you need to own that, own that. Now, Sammy, all of us from time to time do things that we may think are helpful. However, for others, they're not. Now, when this happens for me, I'm grateful for people who are willing to tell me the news that's hard to hear. Are you with me? So you might have an example of when someone gave you some tough news, right? That gives you some credibility. Now, consider to help create an epiphany for Sammy, a strong metaphor, something very visual can be very effective. So try this. Sammy, there was a classic show way back in the 1950s. I love Lucy show. Lucille Ball played Lucy Ricardo. She and her buddy Ethel were on an assembly line on a chocolate factory, starting out daintily putting one individual chocolate in the boxes that went by on a conveyor belt. Then, though, the speed of the line accelerates. They're working faster, but still can't keep pace. They resort to stuffing chocolates in their mouths. They're jamming them into their dresses. It's a total fiasco, the relentless flood of chocolates. What was so lovely in small quantities became overkill. You just wanted the chocolates to stop coming. Can you picture this? So you've added some humor here. Okay, I must share with you. That's how I feel when you come up to me in the hallway. I know you want to be helpful with your ideas, but I feel like I'm being bombarded. Pause. Assess what's going on for Sammy. Ask about it. It can follow on. So can you imagine what it's like for me or others on the team? So you're helping Sammy put themselves in other people's shoes. What do you think needs to happen? You may have a lot of suggestions. Hold off on those. Hear Sammy's thoughts and roll Sammy. And then you might follow up with, okay, now let's acknowledge this is a habit. It doesn't serve you or the team. And it is people's perception. So what's one step you think you can take to break this habit? See what they say. Would you like me to suggest you're offering to help? And then closing, I want to reiterate, we all have areas to develop and grow. And I appreciate how you're open to breaking this habit, which will help you create the impact for our team and the company that I know you can create. So here you're highlighting the win-win for the whole organization. Um, if you've broached this with lightness and caring, you may even create the space where Sammy is comfortable with the transparency, you know, this kind of bad habit and rolling the whole team to help break the habit. Now, if the chocolate's metaphor doesn't suit you, perhaps a sprinkler or a fire hose um, may do the trick. Okay. So, Gary, look forward to your thoughts on this uh, and happy to offer other approaches as well. Okay. And then a scenario from a LinkedIn caller. In your last performance review, boss says you're mildly aggressive to team supporting you particularly those not performing as you'd like. You don't agree with this performance review, uh, review, so how do you respond? So obviously your own self, your energy, um, the conversation, you're appreciating getting the uh, input, certainly not intending to come across as rude. So you're just putting that out there, again, neutral. Now the boss, you want to understand exactly what came across as aggressive, although not coming across defensively. So to the boss, obviously, I'd like to understand this. Um, what would be really helpful is could you provide me some specifics? Um, you know, what were the words or what actions that I do, you know, obviously not consciously that came across as very aggressive to folks. So again, you're not looking to point fingers. You're not backing down, not saying you didn't potentially come across inadvertently as aggressive, but 
ask for specifics. Now, if they don't have any, which is, of course, very frustrating, could, you, could I ask a favor? I really would appreciate something concrete with. We don't want to get into a he said, she said thing. Now, you may suspect people are disgruntled because their performance is subpar um, and you want to call this out. So you might say, you know, I really could imagine that people aren't happy when I gave candid input that the performance doesn't meet their expectations. I just want to put that out there as a possibility. Now you take it up a notch to a system level. Certainly our organization wouldn't want to enable people to potentially place blame on others when in fact there might be performance issues. So for me, I just want to make sure that we as an organization do the right thing here. Um, and then you want to appreciate the input close with owning being part of the problem. Um, again, my experience was that, you know, being direct shouldn't be viewed as aggressive. And I really look forward to one-on-one -on -one interactions so we get to a shared understanding. So that can be a way to work through that situation without backing down and feeling like you're stuck with this label. And hopefully uh, the boss will tell you, you know, these are good points. Let's make sure that we have a full view of this scenario. Now, a closing P.S. on this word, aggressive. Uh, during a recent Fortune conference, Goldman Sachs' um, Rana Yarich, she's a partner in the Merchant Banking Division, said to the group, she had a very interesting revelation. And her whole team had been, I think, 25% uh, female and had all of a sudden jumped to 50% female. She create, credited the removal of the single word aggressive from all of their recruitment materials and that that made a really transformational impact in the candidates they got and the people they were able to bring on board. So I just offer that as a uh, aha, perhaps for folks, if, if that is a word they tend to use. Okay, before our final wrap, um, this past Sunday was the Super Bowl in the U.S. between my former home team, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Kansas City Chiefs who won their very first Super Bowl. It's amazing. I've only thrown a football a few times. I'm an unlikely one perhaps to comment, but I do appreciate the sport a lot. And I believe business has a lot to learn from sports at any level. And I'm always in awe of the teams that at the end of the season are in a position for their sports ultimate prize, whether that's Super Bowl, Stanley Cup, or World Cup. So just a few times this season, I had a chance to watch this 24-year-old Pat Mahomes. He's the quarterback of the Chiefs. Watched him in a couple of these come from behind wins where you could just tell he willed his team to win. And, and for me, you know, again, I'm, not, I'm new to this, not a big sports expert, but he has that it factor. So I thought I'd close today's show celebrating the team's win and his examples of saying it skillfully. So this 24-year-old uh, who overcame a dismal third quarter, he um, fumbled, he inter had interceptions, he became the youngest quarterback in the Super Bowl history to be named the MVP. It's only his third season. Three things really stand out with him. Extraordinary sense of self, of purpose, and of team. And I was inspired by this 24-year-old sense of self without any bravado, straight up in his interview, very genuine. I'm trying to be the best athlete and player. I just try to be the best Patrick Mahomes I can be. So I get this clear sense of purpose. I had two goals coming into the NFL, win the Lamar Hunt Trophy and get Coach Reed a Super Bowl trophy. And third, Lastly, his words really demonstrated even more his extraordinary sense of team. I'm blessed to be in a great organization with a lot of great players around me who make my job easier. Lucky enough to have a lot of 
great people around me to have the chance to go out there and compete. I believe in the guys around me and that we'll find ways to score. Credit to my teammates and how they believed in me after the third quarter and that I'll keep fighting. The papers wrote that he wasn't flawless, nor was he trying to be. He showed he could do it the hard way. He needed to overcome the opponent and himself. And one of his teammates captured him as, it's magic Mahomes. It's showtime Mahomes. He's going to be himself no matter what the scenario is. And you know what? I love him. He willed his team, this team, back into the game. So my kudos to this young leader for his skillfulness. One individual can make an extraordinary difference when a group of individuals play for each other's success. I hope you look in the mirror and see that possibility in your reflection. And I thank you for tuning in. That's a wrap for our show today. Please reflect on your top takeaways and know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Homelessness is a problem that's more costly to ignore than solve. The U.S. spends $12 billion a year responding, but resources alone aren't enough. I'd like you to know there are cities and counties proving what does work. Partnering with Community Solutions, a nonprofit I'm on the board of, more than 80 communities around the country are succeeding in ending homelessness, beginning with chronic and veteran homelessness. They convene local leaders around data and are changing how they work and spend their resources. So homelessness becomes rare. More than half have already reduced the number of people experiencing chronic and veteran homelessness with commitment to get to zero. What can you do? Visit www.built40.org and see whether your community is engaged. Contact your mayor and ask, do you know the number of people experiencing homelessness in real time? Do you know every homeless person by name? What are you doing to drive measurable reductions in homelessness? Please challenge the fiction that says homelessness is an intractable problem. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too. 